Uh, good morning, <laughs> 637. This morning with Stacey Bratzel, Daryl McIntyre, Morley, too. Great to have you here. Day two of the all-new uh, version of the of the broadcast. It's uh, great to have Stacey on board. Uh, we're, look, at the, look at how time flies when you've got a friend to play with. I know. It's great. And 637 already. I know, right? We're almost there. Uh, we also have some fascinating topics uh, to get into. Uh, so Elliot Tanti from Boyle Street uh, was talking a little bit yesterday. You may have seen him in some news stories. Yep. And we have certainly heard about Boyle Street in the last little while because the primary center is shutting down and they've had to find other places to deliver some of those services. Well, now we know where some of those other services are going to be done. Yeah, the Boyle Street, obviously, right behind Rogers Place, in case people aren't familiar with the downtown. Uh, Elliot Tanti joins us now. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning. So nice to be here, especially on your second day. Yeah, thank you so much for making time for us today. Elliot, let's talk about these uh, new locations uh, for your clients. Where, where will they be able to find you? Yeah, Boyle Street was really excited to announce yesterday uh, that we've secured four new locations for service delivery across Edmonton's downtown core. Primarily, we'll be operating out of the Bissell Centre, their east location. Uh, that's where we're providing uh, the triage services that people desperately need in our community. Um, and then we're moving Four Directions Bank to our new space at King Thunderbird Centre to operate other trailers until we're done construction there. And then we've got two community spaces opening up at Mercer Centre on 104th and the Collab space on 96th Street. So really excited about these new locations. And I would think that working with Bissell Centre, was partially strategic as well because clients would be familiar with the operations there so it's going to be easier to find absolutely that's exactly what we were thinking i mean those aspects of our organization those services that are moving over there are really what accounts for the 150 to 200 people a day that come to our building uh they're you know emergency services that people need desperately um and combining them with what's already being offered by our friends at Bissell just made a lot of sense through this transition so we're happy to be doing that and uh, it'll mean that uh, just more convenience for our community and less impact on community overall you say you're excited, Elliot, but mm-hmm. this is not ideal, right? You don't want to. You're sort of you're, you're sort of everywhere, but nowhere permanent, and, and you're waiting for construction. I don't even think it started yet on King Thunderbird, has it? Yeah, it starts next week, um, but uh, so we're a year away from that. I mean, yeah, excited, and I think one of the things that I think is important to note is the the building that we've been operating out of for 25 years, although it's our home and we love it, mm-hmm. is really not great for what we're trying to do. It's not accessible. It constantly floods. It's been cr- it's basically crumbling and falling apart. We're holding it together with uh, tape and band-aids at this point. Um, and so, yes, well, absolutely, this isn't ideal, and this isn't... Uh, you know, we, we would much rather be moving right into King Thunderbird Center. Uh, you, you know, with these new facilities, it provides an opportunity for us to modify our service delivery in a way that we've been looking to do for a long time. All of these facilities are accessible, so our community will be able to access them. Um, so there are some benefits to this as well, too. And the focus right now is just making sure that service delivery is it remains consistent and, and improves, and our community are aware of where the new, new spaces are. It does sort of sound like maybe we can get some answers on something that I think a lot of people have been really confused over, though, as well. So we understand that the King Colored Bird Center is not ready yet, but you still have the facility. And we all know the thing was, you know, we're we're not talking the the finest chunk of uh, real estate or building uh, around, but you still had an option to have it for another year for a dollar. Why? Why leave it? Was it in is is it purely because it was in such disrepair? Because we've never gotten a really solid answer on that. 
Yeah, and there's some things that I, I can't speak to because some of this is part of the real estate deal that we signed with the uh, the Emerson Oilers uh, and the OEG who now own the building. Um, but needless to say, it was no longer financially viable for us to remain in that location. And uh, and so we needed to make a change and find something different. And we're really happy that, you know, so many community partners stepped up, both Thistle in our sector, but, you know, the, the Gather Co, CoLab Space, um, the Work Nicer uh, group, over at Mercer have, have stepped up in a big way to make sure that Boyle Street can continue to operate for the next 12 months until we can move into King Thunderbird Center in 2024. Can we say, though, then at least that a part of it was just trying to keep it up and running and what, what, what would it have been dangerous? Was that an issue? Again, I can't speak to the details uh, of why we were asked to leave. That's tied up in a, in a legal agreement that we signed with the landlords for the for the building. Uh, but needless to say, uh, it was no longer financially viable for us to remain there, and so we'd have to find a new location for our services. So, is it costing you less or more to you know rent the trailers and and to move move your uh, some of your um, services to uh, Bissell? It's, a, it's essentially about the same when, uh, it's all, uh, when everything kind of comes out on the wash. A, a, a few additional expenses here and there, but we're working directly with the provincial government so that they can support us through uh, the next 12 to 14 months. Uh, as, for, as for Thunderbird Centre, uh, I'm just curious about whether or not, uh, are there any other roadblocks to its construction? He says construction's about to start, so that's a good thing because it's been delayed for a little while. Are there yeah, any no. roadblocks in your way? No, that's the great thing. We were through the development uh, permit permitting process. Obviously, that's where a lot of the delays had occurred. Um, but we are through that process. We've just received a, we received a building permit, and so we're going to start moving forward with construction right away here. There is still about 20%, uh, a little bit less than that, uh, that we still need to fundraise. But we're really confident through government, par- government partners as well as the private sector that we'll get there before the building's up and running. And, uh, and, and at the very least, that's going to only impact some of the administrative space. Service delivery will still be able to uh, be maintained come 2024. Elliot, how are your clients uh, reacting to this news and how are you going to communicate to them? That's a great question, something that's really important to us. I I think a lot, our community staff, everyone is really relieved um, to know that there's a place for them to go. We have been fairly consistent across the board that we had a plan in place and that we were going to make this work and services were going to continue on October 1st and beyond. Um, but until we actually had, uh, you know, the buildings to show them and the addresses, uh, there was always a little bit of um, uh, you know, concern from our community. So starting yesterday, we started to see the relief and people are starting to work through that piece. Uh, we've got new, uh, numerous teams out in the community right now speaking with those that we serve, letting them know about where services are going to be and addresses and how to get there. We're also going to leave uh, a couple teams around our old facility for the days and weeks after we close so that when people come there thinking that they're going to be able to get the services that they've received in the past, they can, uh, they'll be redirected to where they need to go. Thanks for joining us today, Elliot. Thanks so much for having me. That's Elliot Tanti, Senior Manager of Communications and Engagement from Boyle Street Community Services, talking about where they'll be able to uh, help their clients now that they are closing their downtown uh, hub there right um, across the street from mm-hmm. Rogers Place. And just a big part of that is that partnership with Bissell Center because they're, they're, mm-hmm. dealing, they're, they're serving a lot of the same clientele, so at least that's, a, that's another hub. So, yeah. Just start building, and uh, we'll see the Thunderbird Center when it comes in. And let's hope construction goes as planned and uh, to schedule, because we know 
Here Drunk. in Edmonton, they can it can go off the rails. Not talking about you, LRT, but yeah, I am. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's not a city project, right? So no, it isn't. Not that all city projects. You know, I, I know some people build a new house and it can take forever. Maybe sometimes You're longer. Right. You're Stuff right. happens. Hopefully, it doesn't in this case. Six forty-five.